0: Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors, Macabre Manor, Mead, Metal, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. And it is a genial festive season, and we love to muse upon graves. (coughs) 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 Damn it. (coughs) Sounds like you're about ready for one. I am. I'm also ready for... And dead bodies. (laughs) and, (laughs) And murders. And blood. Ooh, blood. Quote from Jerome K. Jerome from Told After Supper. And and I actually had that further down in my notes where it fits better. And I thought, you know, for the past three or four years, I have led the Ghost Stories for Christmas episode. But anyway, welcome to our annual Ghost Stories for Christmas episode. Yeah. But to mix things up, I thought, well, because we've got a few other things for this month, you know, it's going to be hard to fit it all in. and And I am not doing another... Month of Halloween
1: type things where we do six, seven, eight episodes. <laughs> no, it's the time of year where we kind of slow down a little bit. Ah, that was that, that, that thunder was close. <laughs> Send a bolt of lightning, very, very frightening <laughs> indeed.
0: Galileo, magic yes. helmet, magic helmet and spear.
1: So, wrong, wrong song, dude. Ah,
0: bunny, 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 bunny. <laughs> So so yes, we're we're going to squeeze in the well. I I actually so I know we've tried to pronounce it right, but I've actually looked it up again this year to make sure I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh huh. And both of these pronunciations are by Danish speakers, (laughs) (laughs) either Huga or (laughs) Huga, but it's but it's not Higya.
1: No, no, okay. Um, But uh,
0: Huga, hot toddies, and haunted Christmas ghost stories all in one episode. All right. And two of those are going to be short, and the third one's also going to be kind of short. <laughs> I'm timing you. All right. On your mark, you set. Welcome back to Suntors, man. Yeah, what you said. All right. Now, my actual first note, I should have started with, welcome back to the Manor and some more Hugo Yule festivities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I wrote in my notes, and then I've decided to go with my usual thing okay but as a reminder hygge is a quality of coziness comfortable conviviality that engenders a feeling of contentment or well-being and is regarded as a defining characteristic of danish culture yes it's a great time to make your own hot toddy and read some spooky ghost stories after all this is the dark part of the year at least in the northern hemisphere Uh uh-huh With ghastly winds whispering through the woods and along the roads at night, we could all use some well-being and spooky fun. Yeah. Or as Jody likes to say, the difference between uh, death metal and black metal (laughs) is the thing screaming as it comes out of the crypt to eat your brain, and the thing screaming in the dark, cold, wintry woods that wants to come and eat your brain. Yes. Brain eek zombie Jody (laughs) walk away fast because
1: he can't run (laughs) non-zombie Jody can't run what are you talking about (laughs) so zombie Jody's gonna barely crawl
0: (laughs) but but that's actually what I had on Hugo It's just it's a nice it's a nice comfortable time of year where you can sit by a cozy fire with some sort of drink and, and enjoy some ghost stories or or you know I my wife loves Hallmark christmas you know whatever you like whatever makes you feel happy it could be two things it can be and in fact for me it is because i'll watch those with her for a while Uh uh-huh because you know i actually i amazingly love my my wife you know i but i I don't think i say that enough (laughs) (laughs) yeah So, uh, but but then as she's watching more i I will pull out some oh i almost i was gonna say i was gonna i pull out mr james or something then and i almost sent you a picture today Uh uh-huh but I forgot because the trail lasted longer than it said it would. And by the time I was done, I was exhausted. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, Went for my first hike in about a month due to various holidays and being sick and stuff and managed to get almost 10 miles in. Oh, nice. Um, two and a half at one place. And then uh, almost seven and a half at another.
1: Very nice. Yeah. Even though it
0: was only supposed to be six and a half, which is why that extra mile kicked my ass. <laughs> 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 but, but as a cross between reading many MR James stories, which I'll get to, later this episode and being a little loopy from not having hiked much. There's this one section of the trail where I swear I could see a house flicker in and out in the woods and almost sent you a picture (laughs) of the woods going, I've been reading too much MR James lately. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll still send you the picture later, but (laughs) cool. So yeah, so you're, you're right. We can do both. You can watch cheesy Christmas movies or, or we go, so yeah, whatever, whatever makes you happy yeah um be- before i move on to the next section uh, that's really all i had on Hugo. do you have anything um no okay so my next section goes from that into the a drink section uh, are you having a drink tonight my good gentleman
1: I, I am um not necessarily seasonal sloop brewing the sour peach cool is it good it's not bad. It's it's a Berliner Weiss Berliner Weisse style. Cool. Thank you for pronouncing that correctly. Yes, um, it's a <laughs> sa- sour ale. Um, that was that was the expert opinion that I was talking about before we started recording. That um, uh, because my girlfriend Rebecca wanted to try it because she likes peaches and peach flavored things, and she she was like, well, I, I, you know, I asked her if she wanted to drink it because she didn't like sour beers, and she said no. But she wanted to try it, so I let her try it. And, and uh, in, in her expert opinion, which I do agree with, it's a little more sour and not enough peach. It's, it's not bad. I mean, more power to you since I don't like sours or peach things much.
0: So the next section is going to be on hot toddies, and I almost made one, but I kind of got home a little late and had you know, to take care of animals. And I thought, ah, fuck it. But it is seasonal. It is Samuel Smith's winter welcome ale from this year.
1: Son of a bitch not not you just because i can't fucking ever find that apparently nobody around here ever fucking orders it well that's bullshit well that's what i say every year okay anyway yes now that we've discussed what we're drinking
0: hot toddies yeah which i've only become interested in in the past few years i've mentioned one or two in the past you know a couple yule seasons yes uh but i thought i'd mention that well, I'm going to give a couple small recipes and mention the, where the name comes from. And that that's kind of going to be it for that. Okay. But the Toddy's origins are in the mid 18th century. The drink typically, traditionally comprises a spirit, sugar, and hot water, and perhaps with lemon peel or assorted spices. Okay. And of course, you know, being regional. In Ireland, they use Irish whiskey. and Scotland, they use scotch. In the United States, they use whatever's on hand, such as brandy or rum or bourbon.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. It also depends on the uh, historical era because they use bourbon a lot now. But back in, for example, colonial times, rum was huge because we told the English to fuck off with your whiskey and rum was right down in the Caribbean. So, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I've seen honey a lot in recipes. But Mm -hmm. historical context seemed to prefer sugar. But I also will say that I know that uh, places in the British Isles, especially Ireland, used honey all the time before sugar was available to everyone because for a while it wasn't at all, and then only to the rich, and you know, so yeah, you know, depends on the era and the region and everything else. Cool. And the name, from Uh what I've been able to find, has three possibilities. 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 Is that any of, relation to possibilities? It is the second cousins once removed. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so originally, possibly, possibly, <laughs> started in India when it was controlled by the British at the time in the 1600s, early 1600s, maybe 1610s. Okay. And was derived from the Hindi word taddy. Um, Actually, I've, I've I've seen it spelled. With D's and R's, but the Hindi term uh, with the R's has a D sound in English. Okay. Uh, And I think that's actually more accurate, but whatever. Didn't didn't go that deep. Okay. Uh, But it translated into a drink made with fermented palm sap. And fast forward to the late 1700s, where the word became official and was defined as an alcoholic drink made with hot water, spices, sugar, and your... Liquor of choice. Cool. Another path. Pos- oh, Oops, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just... That's, that's all I was going to say. Oh, okay, okay. All right, then I'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the second possibility is that an Irish doctor named Robert Bentley Todd was said to prescribe his patients a mixture of hot brandy, water, cinnamon, and sugar, and Dr. Todd became Toddy. Okay. And 1781 poet Alan Ramsey from Scotland... Published a poem called The Morning Interview that mentions the Todian Spring. The spring, also called Todd's Well, was the main water supply to Edinburgh, Scotland. So the Hot Toddy may have been named after it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But Ramsay's poem refers to the Todian Spring water being used for a tea party. And since it existed anyway, regardless of Ramsay invoking its name and his poetry, it's unclear why he's being given credit for the name Hot Toddy cocktail. So I'm gonna go with either the English appropriating the name or an Irish doctor. (laughs) Uh, Okay. What? The English appropriating other cultures and coming in and going, this is ours? (laughs) Oh, no. No. This is mine. This is mine. (laughs) Yeah. But I thought I'd also give uh, three recipes. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basic recipe. Boiling water. You Mm -hmm. fill a mug and you let it warm the mug. Then you empty the mug, but then the what mugs the warm. You fill it halfway with more boiling water. Add in mm-hmm. four cloves, the aromatic flower bud herb thing. Okay. A bit of lemon peel, two teaspoons sugar, half ounce lemon juice, and two ounces whiskey.
1: So basically a shot
0: of whiskey? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I, I think it was shots one and a half ounces maybe. Sure. So. Sure, I think the standard jiggers one and a half ounces, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I did not look that up, <laughs> so I, yeah, about a, about a shot, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and I've got two more. Uh, the, the second one I uh I call it the Grand Toddy, which okay. is my own name and my version, but it's based off of Grand Marnier, uh, ah. which I, I did not create the Grand Marnier toddy i've seen other recipes for it but i changed it a little bit to fit my own tastes okay I use uh, about the same same amounts but hot water honey grand mornier and lime juice mm, lime juice yeah i actually prefer lime juice over lemon juice so i subbed that in and i subbed honey for sugar sounds good yeah it, it's 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 good but it's not as often as i make it as the next one which i think i mentioned last year in one of our you episodes which is the smoking druid sounds familiar yes yeah because we were talking about uh christmas carol and the smoking bishop and all the smoking you know pope cardinal all the things but uh, scrooge mentions uh, not mcduck <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for change um but scrooge talks to bob cratchit he's like hey, let's talk over your finances over a." Uh, cup of uh, smoking bishop okay Uh, cool they all they all vary kind of similar but depends on the alcohol you use but mine's a smoking druid because i use irish whiskey Mm -hmm. and honey instead of sugar but then i i also just use uh really hot water with a either christmas or gingerbread tea oh yeah it's good i likes me some gingerbread me too almost went to go get some gingerbread and leave cooking at the European market today, but
1: uh, it's going to have to wait a week. Yeah, I, I might try to do that Saturday. In the park? No. Oh, it's not the 4th of July.
0: <laughs> no. Sorry. Okay. I got Look that reference. That. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's all I had on hot toddies. Just thought I'd throw out a few recipes and a uh, little history.
1: Cool. No, didn't know if you had anything on there. No. Oh, you know why I keep saying cool, though, right? Is it, is it the opposite of hot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bazinga. <laughs> and I'd like to say I've never had a cool toddy, but actually, uh, by the time I finished the whole thing, it's gone from boiling hot to pretty, pretty lukewarm cold. <laughs> yeah. All right. Time to go to ghost stories. Eek! Spooky Jody. I thought we got rid of him November 1st.
1: (laughs) You'd never get rid of Spooky Jody. (laughs) Damn it.
0: (laughs) You're stuck with him. (laughs) It's like an Icelandic Dwarger. He just keeps coming back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, But anyway, uh, so I already mentioned I I did the one quote from Uh John K. Jerome at the top, but I've got another one. Oh, excuse me. I've got another quote from Jerome K. Jerome. Okay, there must be something ghostly in the air of Christmas. Something about the close, muggy atmosphere that draws up the ghosts, like the dampness of the summer rains brings out the frogs and snails. Eek! Blah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, frogs and snails just makes me hungry. I'm not sure why he brought that up, but. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've I've got a a list of. Uh, books i'm going to read or have read and then I've, i'm going to do a few quotes from them just for some spooky atmosphere okay and didn't know if you <laughs> you have yours ready but I'll, I'll go and give my books and i'll see what books you have and then we can do some quotes
1: or or i'll oh, do uh, some quotes <laughs> yeah you, you you do that because okay. i don't
0: i haven't looked to see i don't have anything ready yet oh uh, well we're, as we record this you have two more days before december yes i know <laughs> but remember that the actual 12 days of Christmas starts on Christmas day and goes to January 6th. So you actually have
1: you almost know, a month, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a month and a week <laughs> really from right now. So. I'll, I'll get something. It's just, you know, yeah, it's not like you can't,
0: if you find a couple it's like you can't mention those in an upcoming episode. Right. But I, I thought I'd give this now, you know, so that way people know maybe a few books that they could possibly read. And, and have a bit of time since this one will come out on like the 6th or 7th or 10th or whatever, whatever the second Friday of December is. Okay. Okay, so uh, ones I've read so far are The Dead and the Countess by Gertrude Atherton. Oh, Gertrude. Gertrude. Gertrude the groupie. <laughs> Uh, poor Roland. <laughs> <laughs> Roland the roadie. Yep. Matt Gertrude the groupie. Uh, okay, let's move on. Although we really do need to do a Doctor Dr. Hook episode. <laughs> Joel Silverstein. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, it's it's good. I, I read that one. Uh, very short. It, it's good. It's it's not horribly spooky, but it's it's nice. Okay. In fact, well, you know what? I'll, I'll give the quotes for it right now. Okay. Just the best spooky bits that I think we're in there. All right. For a baby cried softly, hopelessly, and from a grave beyond came a mother's anguished attempt to still it. But all is not well, my father, for my baby cries is in alone in a little box in the ground. If I could claw my way to her with my hands, but my old mother lies between us.
1: Eek! Oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: yeah. That was a- that was spooky. Yeah, uh, that I mean, I am mean, not being sarcastic. That was spooky. That was actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know if I should give much of a thing away. In fact, I won't just read it. It's actually fairly short, so okay. um, maybe, maybe I don't know, um, eight eight pages. Uh, so that one's in the public domain. So I just print it off on like yeah. eight and a half by eleven sheets, maybe eight pages. Now, anyway, the, the next one I read was called "The Open Door" by Charlotte Riddell. Okay or riddle r-i-d-d-e-l-l i i I enjoyed that one quite a bit you know it's it's not quite jamesian but i liked it quite a bit i saw as in a momentary flash that the door i had beheld locked stood wide that there stood beside the table was an awful figure with uplifted hand and then i saw no more that
1: sounds painful does man it's an awful figure (laughs) glad it was somebody else not me that maybe may maybe you don't
0: remember it. Maybe you shut it down and you lost a few sanity points. <laughs> Damn sandy points. <laughs> uh let me give the ones I'm going to read, and then I'll give the ones I'm currently kind of reading because the quotes okay. I have come from the ones I've I'm reading. Uh the, the other two I'm going to read are uh-huh. Spirits of the Season, Christmas Hauntings. Which okay. is it's, it's edited by tanya kirk and it's a collection of spooky christmas ghost stories okay the other one i'm going to read is called dark encounters by william croft dickinson a scottish author nice yeah they uh, actually i've just picked them up so they're sitting right next to me and they, they look quite good cool but uh, the other two that i have on my list one i finished and the other i'm almost finished Mm-hmm. but they're both by mr james ah. those would be ghost stories of an antiqu- antiquary okay and a warning to the curious and other ghost stories i know i've mentioned a uh, view from a hill and the mezzotent as being a couple of my favorite both of those are ones in one ones in the other quite good and in fact i've been reading all those which is why i saw weird spooky houses and i blame not only reading these but i've been watching the bbc's the ghost stories for christmas and a view to the hill is one of them which has to do with a a spooky place you can only see through uh, binoculars made from dead man's bodies
1: (laughs) oh i mean i think i know that story probably yeah that sounds familiar so i'll start with the shortest
0: one and this one actually goes quite well with the jerome k jerome the when I read about uh, the uh, uh, genio of season with graves and dead bodies and blood and you know stuff, mm-hmm. and it is nothing is more common form in old fashioned books than the description of the winter fireside, where the aged grandam narrates to the circle of children that hangs on her lips story after story of ghosts and fairies, inspires her audience with a pleasing terror. Awesome we hear in need of sheeted specters with saucer eyes blah Uh, the other quotes i have um yeah these might be kind of long but it won't take long at all if if, if i just go through them okay Uh, this next one is from which one is this a warning to the curious The, the the actual short story in a warning to the curious and other ghost stories okay we heard what i can only call a laugh and if you understand what I mean by a breathless, a lungless laugh, you have it. Paxton was there at the bottom. You don't need to be told that he was dead. His tracks show that he had run along the side of the battery. had turned sharp around the corner of it and, small doubt of it, must have dashed straight into the open arms of someone who was waiting there. His mouth was full of sand and stones and his teeth and jaws were broken to bits. I believe I've read that one too.
1: Yeah, that probably. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I've read all these at different times, but usually just printed them off. It's the first time I've actually gotten the books.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, this one, uh, crap. Which one is this? I didn't actually put down which it is. It's uh, uh the, the, the the it's in the antiquary one. It's something Abbott Jones or something, and I could look it up. But to get the book, Ghost Stories of an Antiquary, you'll you'll see it. it's one of the first ones. Okay. He flew out of the chair with deadly, inconceivable terror clutching at his heart. The shape, whose left hand rested on the table, was rising to a standing posture behind its seat, its right hand crooked above a scalp. There was black and tattered drapery about it. The coarse hair covered it as a drawing. The lower jaw was thin, shallow like a beast's. There was no nose, the eyes of a fiery yellow against the pupil, so black and intense and the exulting hate and thirst to destroy life which shone there. Were the most horrifying feature in the whole vision <laughs> <laughs> and of course one of my favorites the mesitant. Uh-huh. there was the house as before under waning moon and drifting clouds the window that had been open was shut and the figure was once more on the lawn but not this time crawling cautiously on hands and knees now it was erect and stepping swiftly with long strides towards the front of the picture. The moon was behind it. The black drapery hung down over its face. So that only hints of that could be seen and what was visible made the spectators profoundly thankful that they could see no more than a white dome like forehead and a few straggling hairs. And and, and I, I had another couple sentences, but then I realized that's way more of a spoiler than I want to do. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I, I, I won't do that. Like last two sentences. Okay, and then a whistle, and I'll come to you, my lad. Which is the most? Um, this is, so, if you have uh, the the BBC ghost stories for Christmas, actually has a volume one which has all the originals from the seventies, and then the first four, I think, of the recent redos from the two thousands. Okay, um, to current, but not but not the most recent four. Um, but I just watched a whistle, and I'll come to you, my lad which uh, the BBC ghost story, it's one of the ones that changed the most and I don't actually like the changes, but uh, what are you going to do? But I, I will say, uh, so it's by M.R. James again, mm-hmm. and the story is named after a 1793 poem of the same name pinned by Robert Burns. Ah, Yes, but Burns's is not spooky. It's more of a courting lyrical poem and the BBC version of it does use that in the beginning where uh, the the older man talks to his wife and he actually says that to her. And it's more of a courting thing. So it's even though they changed the story a lot, it's really interesting that they actually went above and beyond and went back to where it was named from. <laughs> cool. Yep. Uh, but anyway, uh, here we go. Here's the quote. All right. For some minutes he lay and pondered over the possibilities. Then he turned over sharply, with all his eyes open, like breathlessly listening. There had been a movement, he was sure, in the empty bed on the opposite side of the room. Tomorrow he would have it moved, for there must be rats or something playing about it. It was quiet now. No! The commotion began again. There's a rustling and shaking, surely more than any rat could cause. Bleh. Rats. I was taking a drink, you bastard. (laughs) But otherwise... That's that's what I have, except a note on a new version of Christmas Carol. But do you do you have anything to add on ghost stories for now?
1: I do not.
0: All right. So my last thing is is just a quick. Uh, so a, a new version of a Christmas Carol's come out. If you have Apple TV, you can watch a, a show called Spirited, which has Will Ferrell
1: and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. I, I heard they were doing something. I didn't realize that's what it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's actually good. It's a musical and it's a modern take on it, but cool. it actually makes references to the original and goes back and just like it, it, it's a continuous. It's like a sequel type of thing. Okay. Um, but it's really good. But it takes place in the modern area era. Uh, they even reference uh, the original Christmas Carol. They reference Bill Murray Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, but it's really good. And, and uh, you know, Will Ferrell is hit and miss sometimes because sometimes he plays a doof like such a doof that it's it's difficult but he's awesome he's awesome in this cool and and ryan reynolds is adorable cool if you you get a chance to watch that and you like musicals and you like christmas carol and those two you'll enjoy it if you don't like any of those things then then i guess maybe you won't
1: i i like most of those things i'm not a huge will ferrell fan i i agree with you i think sometimes he kind of overdoes it but he he can he can be entertaining at times
0: yeah, when he rains it in just a little bit, he's, he's really good. Yeah. Hey, but I, I I'm that's what I have. All right. Yay. Ooh, do you have anything to add, my good sir? Um, numbers? You could do that, but you can go a step <laughs>
1: further and you can add letters. Ooh. Ooh. No, no, that sounds no, that sounds like algebra. It's
0: witchcraft, burning! <laughs> <laughs> <He's a witch. laughs> I, I prefer warlock thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay but on, but on behalf of julian sands i'm i'm good if you're good
1: <laughs> yeah i'm
0: i'm awesome <laughs> Woo, so is julian sands Woo-hoo.
1: <laughs> i got that reference too <laughs> i've seen that movie
0: <laughs> just once or twice or dozen times (laughs) yeah right but i'm good too so we should let everybody go watch some ghost stories for christmas or read some ghost stories ghost ghost stories for christmas
1: (laughs) (laughs) they should they should go either watch or read ghost stories for christmas while drinking a hot toddy relaxing by a fire yuga exactly
0: See how I and, tied all that
1: together?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then, then you can ruin all that relaxation by, re- by reviewing us, or <laughs> 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 just means you'll have to have two hot toddies. one before and one after.
1: Yeah. The second one will be much stronger, so you forget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why did I give those two credit for anything?
1: <laughs> <laughs> because you like blood. Oh,
0: <laughs> okay, yes. Anyway, on that on that Yule tied note.
1: <laughs> I am James. Him are James. <laughs> and him are <our> Jody.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't heard of that author. <laughs> He's if you'd ever finish your book, you'd probably like him. <laughs> <laughs> on, on that spooky note. <laughs>
1: well, that Christmas spooky spooky Christmas note. There you go.
0: <laughs> Bong. <laughs> Uh, yes, we'll talk to you later.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun
1: outtakes. I value your official expert opinion. Okay. <laughs> I do. I do too. James says he does too. <laughs>
0: would you, do you want to see what it is now, or do you want to wait
1: till January? Oh, surprise me in January. all right you're going to be very jealous <laughs> okay, pretty heavy thunder and lightning, so that's that's the thing. I didn't want to have my computer plugged in charging, so I figured we'd try to be quick
0: <laughs> by the way is it, is it very, very frightening? No uh, I was hoping you'd say indeed. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, th- anyway, my, my drink tonight to go back on. Yeah. Can, uh, stay on target. <laughs> <laughs> we are so smart.
1: S M R T. I could do that. You, you could. You're not gonna. I can tell by your <laughs> voice. <laughs> I was I was I was trying to come up with a way to throw Mr. James in there when you said your name, no. <laughs> and and I came up with one, but too late because we've already done the thing.
0: We can do the outro again.
1: <laughs> okay.